Welcome to the Professional Ag Marketing Podcast. If you want a deep dive into the ag markets and risk management strategies, your search is over. Come here after every Friday to get your weekly commodity recap. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. This is your host, Mike Miner. Let's get started. Today is December 8th, and I've got Pat with us here today. How's it going, Pat? Good, Mike. How are you this afternoon? Doing very well, doing very well. Well, it was a USDA report day, Pat, so that's going to be the main focus of our talk today. How's that sound? The December report sounds exciting. It was not. (laughs) One thing we've come to learn over the years is that December, I feel like, is uh, a little bit of a bore when it comes to the USDA WASDE report, and we at least haven't expected too much out of the report uh, here the last couple of years as they usually seem to kind of punt on a lot of changes until the January report, which seems to get a lot more exciting, bring a lot more volatility in. So really the only main category that they were focusing on going into this report was the South American production, specifically Brazil. So uh, one of the things we've seen was Conab here this last week. They made some pretty large changes to production, uh, pretty decent cuts there, uh, just over a percent or so from their total um, about 76 million bushel cut, I believe, in production is what they accounted for. The USDA out of, out of the United States, one thing we've realized is they can slow play things once in a while, even here in the United States. So for us, when it comes to expectations of them being ahead of the curve, especially for someone like South American crop production, probably not likely. Mm-hmm. They, they'll like to play that pretty slow. So they did today in the report make a change from 163 million metric tons on Brazil soybeans to 161 million metric tons, which was pretty much right at expectations. And other than that, there was no changes to the U.S. balance sheet. There was no changes to the U.S. balance sheet on, on soybeans. There was only an export change on corn uh, of 20 million bushel, 25 million bushel increase. Other than that, across the U.S. and really the world balance sheet, not a whole lot changed month over month. So it was a very quiet report. Um, the the one thing I would say is, you know, uh, going into the report at about 10:59 this morning, we were trading at one level, and then about 11:03 already immediately after the report, corn was trading five cents lower than where it was at 10:59. Soybeans were trading 15 cents lower than where they were at 10.59, and wheat was off about 10 cents mm. in that time frame. So it was almost like people waited around, or some funds waited around to see what the report was going to say. They could participate if there was some upward trading action going on. And then the moment they saw that there was no major changes at all, they just basically pulled their money out and they're running towards something else going into the weekend, it seemed like, Pat. So for us to have not a whole lot of expectations in the market, someone out there was at least willing to see what the, almost see what the river card was here, essentially, on this report, Pat. What did you take from it? Sure. Yeah, makes sense. And I and I appreciate your observation as it relates to money flow. I do think that's a, a pretty important component of of um, all of the markets that we we care uh, most about here recently is is how the index funds and the managed money uh, positions are moving cash in and out of of these different commodities and so we've seen a well we've certainly seen it in crude oil and cattle 
a significant drop in uh, in open interest and um, in managed money uh, positions. We've been keeping a close eye on what's going on in the corn complex and um, am interested in looking at uh, at this week's uh, uh, update on that. But we we'll just say, Mike, that um, you know as we as we try to. I guess analyze um, internal uh, fundamentals, and so not much of a supply side change here in the U.S. Not much of a supply side change in in the, the southern hemisphere. Not much of a change in the global balance sheet, as you mentioned. So probably not much of a reason for a change in what the futures markets have been doing here recently. But nonetheless, we have sold off. We have sold off, you know, corn going uh, uh, into uh, first notice day on the December contract. We've rebounded a little bit since then, and the March contract is held in there pretty well, kind of back now to the to the middle of the old trading range. So, so see how that acts. But I'll, I'll tell you, Mike, I I, I think the biggest. Um, risk in these commodity markets is this issue of money flow and the impact that outside markets have on commodities. And as I understand, we did get a little bit of financial information out today as well in the forms of a jobs report. Yeah, we did. A couple of the key takeaways there I think worth noting is that unemployment rate tightened back down to 3.7%. That was below all the forecasts and that was a four-month low. And, uh, you know, payrolls raised about uh, 199,000 in the month. So that was more than the average estimate there as well. Um, Basically, what this did today in this release of information when it comes to the the U.S. jobs report for November was basically that um, when we look forward at this strength that we've seen the last two months, I would say, when it comes to December's report that we'll see at the beginning of next month, um, that would complicate the Fed's outlook going forward. They were in a pretty easy pause here the last few months, and they were even supposed to, or at least the market was expecting, a, a slight rate cut maybe first quarter or by May at least. The May was their expected rate cut. If we continue to get unemployment to hold at around that 3.7 or even keep backing off, it's going to make that difficult for them to cut rates anytime soon, Pat, which wouldn't be outside of your expectations, I believe. Right. Yeah. I didn't think they're going to cut rates anyway. And and so I, um, I I found all of that discussion incredibly uh, premature and, and a little bit, the Fed had been telegraphing that for Mm -hmm. some reasons of, of, uh, um, trying to to manage the message, if you will, but um, nonetheless, uh, with unemployment dropping, you sure wouldn't um, suspect that we have some um, some real issues with these higher interest rates impacting um, economic growth, at least as it relates to unemployment figures. So, so nonetheless, um, this this inflation fight um, seems to be a. a a stubborn adversary, right? And and so we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out as we as we uh, work through the balance of this calendar year here and and look into next year and and so so maybe Mike the um, um, I'm not sure if this jobs report is enough information to to spur or change the tide, but theoretically at least, and we did see a rebound in crude oil today as an example. I think um, it it it's it is perhaps reasonable to think that you might see some some money flow back into commodities here if it seems as though a recession is uh, is less imminent. Mm-hmm. 
so we'll see what happens as we go forward here. I, I think, you know, the next, um, I suppose, topic or item that we should be talking about, especially as it relates to um, managing price risk for our row crop producers, is this uh, uh, opportunity, particularly in the Western Corn Belt, as it relates to some pretty um, uh, historically attractive basis levels. And uh, um, this is always an interesting time of year, post-harvest and before what seems to be some natural movement after the first of the year. And so we're in this time frame between Thanksgiving and Christmas, where historically is some of the better um, basis opportunities of the year from a row crop producer's perspective on both corn and soybeans. And so as we're... Uh, um, especially with what we're enjoying here, these above normal temps and the and the the ability to to haul uh, grain and some some reasonable, respectful weather instead of what we usually have up here in December and January. Um, certainly worth considering um, what's uh, being offered out there today in terms of again some some narrower than normal uh, basis levels for this time of year. And it's time to put our merchandising hats on, Mike, and and make sure that we're making the right decision from a cash management and a, and a basis perspective, and then looking to uh, um, uh, different alternatives that the futures market offers as it relates to maintaining uh, uh, flat price ownership, uh, staying long, uh, the commodity, those sorts of things. And so as we wrap up here today, Mike, I, I, I think I would, I would uh, at least just leave it at that, this, uh, the importance of, um, of uh, uh, managing uh, the, the opportunities that from a merchandising perspective the market's offering today and clearly the uh, heightened flat price risk that we have on these commodities because of uh, the influence of these outside markets. Anything from a end user's perspective on that same note? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, there's a big difference from Eastern Corn Belt to Western Corn Belt in terms of the right way to manage those things. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and in the, in, in the West here, we, we probably should be working from the, the lower stock short side of the equation here and, and, uh, and not trying to push too hard as it relates to some of these tighter basis levels. And so, so yeah, there's some, there's some equally uh, interesting uh, mute, uh, merchandising opportunities from an end user's perspective and sure would... Uh, look forward to having that conversation with folks. Thank you for your time, Pat. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners. Please reach out to us at professionaleggmarketing.com. Check out our other podcast as well, Professional Ag Marketing, that's released every Friday. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. See you next time.